Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money episode 38. I'm your host, Austin Black, and I'm joined by my great friend, colleague, I almost said mentor, but I think we would both say we are learning from each other, the one and only Bob Wessler. Bob, how is it going on this wonderful Tuesday evening? Fantastic. I appreciate that uh, that introduction. Made me feel all good inside. I'm really wondering what we're going to talk about this evening, if that was the intro and uh, where we're headed. Well, you know, I have to come up with something nice to say about you every once in a while. Because uh-huh. otherwise, keep me coming back, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've I've, I've got to keep you <laughs> out some way. <laughs> yeah, and it lets my wife laugh when she listens to it later, right? So, absolutely, yeah. Because, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man. There, there's been something that. <clears throat> has kind of come to my attention here this last couple of weeks. And I think it just warrants a good conversation um, because <clears throat> whenever we look at this, the overall economy and status of American households financially, you kind of got, <clears throat> you got three different parties, I believe. One party is they're struggling to make it and they're doing everything they possibly can just to keep the lights on, the food on the table, everything moving forward. You've got the second party that is doing fine. You know, they're they're they've got their investments out there, they have a good enough job, they're they're making ends meet, they're they're taking care of everything, and they're they're not worried, they they're not enjoying it necessarily, but they're not worried about it because <clears throat> they're being proactive. And, and they got everything under control. And then you got a third party out there that they're just, they're not suffering, but they're not striving. They're just, they're doing what they got to do every day to stay where they are, to not lose ground, but they're not too worried about getting ahead either. Um, I've had some recent conversations with folks and I think it's important for us to just Talk to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word stubbornness and that's kind of a harsh word, but I think that that's going to lend itself to the conversation. There's some folks out there that, that aren't, aren't willing to change to improve their life. They're, they're, they're not willing to step out of their comfort zone and take a different approach because they have control of where they are. but I think those people are missing out on the opportunity to make a better life and a better future and um, a better environment. And a lot of times I see this being between, you know, two spouses. One of them wants to accomplish a, a new opportunity. They want to get their debt paid off. They want to get financially secure. They want to, to be comfortable and be moving forward and be increasing and be, you know, in a different spot than they are right now. And their spouse is like, what's, what's wrong? We're making it work. 
you know, I, I don't want to change the way things are going. I don't want to, you know, <clears throat> pay off my house because then I can't afford anything else right now. If I put all my money in my house, I want to be able to have money and savings. I want to be able to have my retirement. I want to be able to go buy what I want to buy. So why would I pay off my house? There's just, there's not a, <clears throat> an interest in that improvement. And I think that's going to cripple a lot of people. Um, so that, that's kind of just the thought process that I, that I've had in mind <clears throat> that I want to just talk about and discuss. Um, cause I know people that are in this situation and I, and I'm sure if I know one person that there's other people as well. Um, have you talked to anyone, Bob, who is kind of facing this, this mentality, um, that, you know, they can do better, but they don't care if they can do better. They're just, they're happy where they are. And they're happy staying where they are. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's they're necessarily happy where they are, but they're comfortable where they are. Yeah. Um, you're, dare I say you're going to an extreme by saying, you know, paying off the house early. There are a couple steps before that that they're like, why Why do I need to get rid of my debt? I, I'm paying on it like clockwork. Um you know, dare I have the one example that said, you know, I'm paying the minimum payment every month. What's the big deal? Um, but they spend a lot more than that minimum payment. What's the big deal? Well, they'll figure it out at some point. By the way, this might be that point. If you spent more than you're paying off, you're paying interest. Um, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. huge deal. So, and, and I find in many cases that you have one spouse that is gung-ho and you have another spouse that is on the fence, maybe a few ticks closer to warm than they are cold, or they're just digging their heels in, going the opposite way, saying absolutely not. Um, so yeah, completely across the spectrum of um, being on board with just on even the debt side um, and getting out of debt. <clears throat> and it's interesting to me because you're exactly right. There's usually this, um, it's not necessarily a polar opposite, <clears throat> but there's a strong distinction, a strong separation. And, you know, as I talk to folks, it, it's the thing that I, I always tell people, if you cannot get on the same page about, your, your ultimate goal and vision and mission. If you cannot just agree that you want to become debt free, or if you cannot agree that you want to, you know, manage your money together, if you cannot agree on just how you're going to look at money, period, you're never going to become financially independent, at least not in the next 20, 30 years, like you could, right. you know, you're, you're going to do the same thing everyone else is doing. And you're going to hope that you can retire at 60, two, three, five, whatever the age is. And you're going to hope that the house is paid off within your 30 years. And you're going to hope that you actually have some money, but it's not a guarantee. <clears throat> when there is that, that contrast, and we, we talked about this early on, but it's just been, it's been brought up to me here recently. I'm, I'm going to use the word complacency. Mm -hmm. I see people being sometimes complacent. And I see that complacency being driven by comfort, being driven by control, and being driven by um, just a 
maybe even misunderstanding of how it all works. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think back to to a conversation in particular where one spouse was not necessarily gung-ho, but definitely interested in a new opportunity and a new avenue and, and getting better, you know, and accomplishing some goals. And the other spouse was like, I don't want to change. I mean, that, that was their mm-hmm. mentality. I'm fine. I don't want to do anything different. We're making this work. I want to stay where I am was kind of their whole mm-hmm. thought process. And to me, that that attitude does not make sense to me. And now I know I can be stubborn. I can be hard-headed. I cannot want to change what I know and what I'm comfortable with <clears throat> and what I believe is right. But there's a difference between being confident and being complacent. And I think a lot of times people confuse the two. Uh, they don't want to move because, well, I know where I am right now and I, I can handle it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies, be sure to check out my free guide on the five steps to becoming debt free. This free download will walk you through the exact steps for paying off your debt fast so you can achieve financial independence. It's easy to wander into debt, but you have to be focused and intentional to walk out of the mess. This free guide will help you attack your debt and eliminate payments fast, giving you the freedom to live your dreams and accomplish your goals. Head over to freedommoneycoach.com slash five steps guide to get yours today. That's freedommoneycoach.com slash five steps guide and get yours today. I'm going to use a $10 word. It's a paradigm shift. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that nine times out of 10, it is the wife of a couple that is on board with moving forward with getting out of debt, getting things paid off, being financially secure for the long run. And the husband's the one who tends to be more complacent, um, doing status quo, doesn't have that heart for making a change. And I'm going out on that limb because statistically, women tend to be the ones that one of their peace of mind features um, is being financially secure and knowing that they are able to provide for their families. Men, on the other hand, are out for the big kill, you know, getting the big contract, having the job with the large income, whatever it may be. But especially in some cases where that's not a steady income and that is fits and spurts here and there can be a little bit tough on the wife of a couple. Um, And I think that paradigm shift happens quicker for the wife than it does for the husband. And it usually takes something dramatic for the husband to finally get in line. I do say finally get in line that maybe something needs to change. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to join you on that limb because I think you're completely right. Um, and I'm actually, I, I'm going to, you can join me in this if you want, or you can let me do it on my own. I don't care either way. I'm going to, I'm going to speak to the husbands here for a second. I know that that 
this podcast is listened to by women. That's what our, our stats show us is that women are the ones listening to this. But women, I want you to, to bring your husbands on and listen to this episode <clears throat> because we are two husbands sitting here and, and, and we're, we're going to speak to the husbands for a minute <clears throat> because guys, if you are in this spot, you're not helping your wife out. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to be very direct. I'm going to be very confrontational. I guess when I get, when I got to say, cause I think this needs to be told to men all across the country. Um, if you are satisfied with where you are and your, <clears throat> and your wife is not, you need to, you need to listen to what your wife is saying because every woman has this gland, this bone, this essence in her that when something's not right, it really bothers her, really makes her nervous, really makes her uncomfortable, really makes her insecure. It causes inner pain that she cannot even express, but it causes her to be reserved and hesitant and not fully trusting, not fully present, not fully engaging, and sometimes even having a little bit of resentment to the situation. And it's because she is not being felt not felt like she is protected, not felt like she is cared for because she feels like she is in a vulnerable spot and her husband is not doing anything to change it. Now I've been in that spot. I know what that's like. and I know that that has to change. <clears throat> so husbands, your control is based on the contentment of, of your wife and your family and your life. And a lot of times we place our control over what we know what we are sure of, what we can dictate, what our decisions empower. And anytime that that is questioned or um, critiqued or just, as, as you put it, Bob, shifted, we automatically have this little flag that pops up and says, hang on a second, who's going to question my authority and my power and my decision making? I'm the man. I know what is best for me and my family. But do you really, or are you just sticking with what you are comfortable with? Um, do not let your, your pride and your confidence and your desire to be a man overpower your ability to become vulnerable to what you don't know and don't have control over. Because if your money is controlling you, I don't care how big of a man you are, you're not in control. If you're stuck paying debt, if you're stuck not being able to move forward, you're not in control. You're making payments. You are, are going along with the rest of America that's leaving paycheck to paycheck, and you are not in control. The only way to get in control is to understand how do I change this situation so that I can master, that I can modify it, that I can make it what I want it to be. That's kind of, of the sentiment that I want to share is you're not, don't, don't just stick there because that's where you're comfortable. As long as you're comfortable, you are not going to move forward. Comfort mm -hmm. is, where you, is where you stay put. You do not achieve success in a comfort zone. That's my soapbox, Bob. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, well, at first, when you started, I was thinking that if we were on the same branch, that branch was going to get 
a little heavy. And at the same time, when you said if I was going to join you, I, I was thinking pushing you might be a better option. But, <laughs> you know, um, I, I can definitely tell that that's your soapbox. And, and really, guys, I, I can, I've been on both sides of the coin um, from my previous marriage and my wife's previous marriage where money was the primary issue um, that ended those marriages. And um, I can speak from the spouse that wanted to make the change and had a spouse that was comfortable making the minimum payments. Um, On my wife's side of it, she was the one bailing them out every month. So I, I will go as far to say with Austin, with your comment being that when the wife has something that's eaten at her, that something's not right, guys at least listen and take her perspective into account. Um, you know, with a lot of these... Um, with the, the Dave Ramsey course and people coming in and wanting to do the baby steps, the wife is on fire. She's ready to do it. She's cutting up credit cards. You know, we've got our gigantic scissors. We're taking care of debt and the husbands are there with their arms crossed and whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. Are they really going to do it? Yeah, maybe. Um, but it really takes that jolt of I'm not living like this anymore. And you watch Dave on some of these programs, he gets fired up. He gets fired up. He gets excited. He gets mad. Um, and this is not something that he's speaking from, from somebody else's perspective. This is something that he's lived with in his own life. And he wasn't going back there. And I think we've talked about it before in different discussions we've had where, and I'll point out your, your grocery store incident. Um, you know, I'm not living like this anymore. And, you know, stubborn husbands, it takes just a little bit longer for us guys to say, <clears throat> I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not living like this. Something has to change. And usually it's the wife that's already got this in the crosshairs, which makes it easy on us because then we're the followers. And that's the hard part is that we're no longer, like you said, we're not in control. We're not in the position of being the leader that necessarily we feel is uh, <clears throat> macho. But by following, doing the things that are laid out to get out of debt, to become financially secure, to have that peace of mind down the road, that is a leadership quality, and it takes time to develop just like any other habit. I, I love how <clears throat> you combine those two because – yeah, it is. It's extremely important. You know, number one, you do have to become vulnerable to admit that you're not in control. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know any guy, myself included, that likes to get vulnerable. Even with my own wife, I sometimes struggle with becoming vulnerable, opening up my fears, my pains, my problems. I'm the husband. I'm the man. I should be able to take care of her, not have to rely on her to take care of me and to, you know, just be in that spot. Now, obviously, the way that God created marriage, there's a partnership there for a reason. That's a whole different conversation. But within the manly, masculine 
persona. It's hard to get vulnerable, but the way that you take vulnerability and turn it into masculinity, I think, is you say, yeah, this kind of, I, I see how this is kind of scary. I see why we need to make a change. So honey, yeah, I see that, that you are fired up about this. And I don't know if I fully understand and agree with it, but because I love you, show me, show me what this means to you and I will do whatever I can to make it happen for you. That's, that is the leadership element. And I can tell you by, you know, the clients that I've worked with and the couples that I've coached, the guy has got to be on board and has got to stay committed has got to be consistent, has got to be willing to become vulnerable and engaged and then confident in the new opportunity or it's not going to happen. Um, and and mm. honestly, if, if it doesn't, you're leaving your wife in a hard spot. You just, you're not taking care of her. If you're not willing to see how that, situation has to change. So don't feel like you have to lose the masculinity and the manliness and the control and leadership. Just realize that the way that's being enacted is not beneficial. Let's bring it over to this new opportunity, to this framework of becoming financially secure of taking control of our money, of not relying upon debt, of being willing to admit that there are some things that we don't know, but we want to learn. As soon as you accept that that's not a weakness, but that's an opportunity, that's when your mindset changes and shifts. Um, So Bob, thanks for bringing up that, that leadership point, because that is a fundamental piece and you just have to change the environment of that leadership. Yeah, and and big part of that is going from being stubborn about it to saying I don't need to learn this, to being in a position to say, well, wait a minute, maybe I do need to learn this, to going to the next step of saying I want to learn this. That can take some time. That doesn't happen in a ten minute conversation. That doesn't happen in a two week time period. That could take months. In some cases, it can take years. Um, the sooner you figure it out, the better. And and I'm going to speak very highly of my wife here and, and knowing that I married up that anytime we disagree on something more than 95% of the time, she's right. And probably 99% of the time that I know she's right. I know that she's right during the discussion we're having or the disagreement that we're having. And I really should just shut up and, you know, Tell her she's right then rather than, you know, a few hours later or whatever it might be. But, you know, that other 5%, I'm going to hold out and still be pretty defiant that I'm pretty sure I'm right and leave it there. (laughs) I'm not the only one. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) With with that said, though, that's an excellent point because... You take the the money even out of the conversation. Women, our wives, my wife, your wife. I mean, we we, we both definitely married up. My my wife is amazing, and and there she's taught me a lot of things, and she continues to 
help me become better. <laughs> she, she, she is definitely an upgrade for me. No matter what the situation is, heeding to the intuition and the sentiment and the, as Dave puts it, feeling that women have can really pay off a lot of times. If, if, if they don't feel right about something or if they feel like something needs to change, 9.75 times out of 10, they're right. And the only 0.25 times that they're not right is when they don't fully know about the situation, which doesn't happen very often. But uh, to, to your point, our wives usually can see a bigger picture, can see more elements, can understand, not necessarily at a better level, but a different level. And a level that we can't fully, you know, I think back to, to some instances in where I have been so excited about something that I literally cannot see the negative implications. But my wife doesn't share that excitement necessarily. She, she sees the excitement, but she can see from the outside looking in <clears throat> what's good and what's bad about that. And once I you know, matured enough to realize that she was usually right, that helped make decisions a lot easier. <clears throat> so I think it's important that even that, even if husbands, even if you guys feel like you've got a good wherewithal and a good understanding and have not done anything wrong with money, you know, have not been put in a tight spot are keeping everything in line. There is really no big blatant issues. But your wife wants something a little bit different. She has a, you know, she has concerns. She wants to improve and increase and be better. Like, like you said, Bob, I think it's really important to listen. I think it's really important to, to inquire around her sentiment because her sentiment may tell us something that we don't even see sometimes. Well, and I think one really big point to bring this home is from a pride perspective, guys thinking they're the only one in the situation, 90% of the time, it's the wife in a couple that is wanting to make the change. Going through financial peace, it's 90% of the wives that want to be there. Maybe greater than 90% of the wives, maybe greater than 10% of the husbands, but far and away, it's the wives that are doing the leading on this. And guys don't think you're the only one dealing with this. And this is a macho deal. This is a, um, an outlier for you being the only guy that's not wanting to do this. It is <laughs> a big deal for guys to, um, be vulnerable on this to, to have a different perspective and to realize that something needs to change, um, or at least give it a listen and give it a thought to say, how could it change? Does it need to change? You know, I, I'll say this at, at the close is, you know, Dave says, you know, if you like being broke, there's no problem. You can always go back to it. Um, 
but it can definitely change your life and it, it's not just you that's dealing with it. Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned when it comes to marriage, life, business, anything, you're not the only one. And you probably don't struggle as much as someone else does. I mean, there's probably someone that's struggling more than you. There, there's always another person out there that is feeling the same way you're feeling, that's struggling the same way you're struggling. It is never a solo incidence. So I, I think that that's important to, to keep in mind. Bob, another great conversation. I think I hope we am <clears throat> challenged and still empowered uh, the husbands in this in this episode because you know we we talk to we talk to the women a lot, but we don't really get a chance to speak to the men. And I feel like this was something that uh, that needs to be shared, um, needs to be embraced, and needs to be um, understood. You know, it, it's not weakness; it's it's being the leader and being the man in the right sense. Mm-hmm. Any closing remarks? No, I'm, I'm just glad that you had such a great lead in and then you followed it up with talking about stubborn husbands. And so I, I see where you went with that. I see where you went with that. <laughs> All right, man. Great conversation. We'll see you on the flip side next week. Bye.